Welcome to the Mind Positivo podcast. My name is Biagio, and today I'm joined by a, a good friend who is in Brisbane, uh, Australia. His name is Peter Sambia. Peter is the founder of Prima, uh, which is a platform for, um, manu- for multicultural fashion. He's also the secretary for uh, One in Four Children, which is a charity that supports African youth and community groups. He is an inspirational upcoming speaker and he's a model as well. So what can I say? Peter, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm very, very excited to be here. And yeah, I'm keen. I really do appreciate this opportunity and to be able to share some, some good stuff and some good words um, with, your, with your audiences. So I'm very keen for it. No, I appreciate it. Thanks again for joining. And just to start off, um, you're, you're in Brisbane. And have you been in Brisbane all your life or you've moved over from another country? Yes. Um, so I was born in Yombio, which is, um, which is a town in South Sudan. And I was about seven years old when we did come to Australia, um, to Australia in 2007. Um, but Brisbane or Queensland, yes, is definitely where we have always lived. Um, but we've moved around actually quite a lot in, um, in, um, here in Queensland. I first started in a place called um, Gatton, um, which is just before Toowoomba, um, for people who may know Toowoomba. Um, and, from the, and from there, that's where a lot of my tribe was. So I'm from the Zande tribe. Um, and then from there, and we moved to, um, to Brisbane and then moved to Rosewood and then moved to Toowoomba and then back to Brisbane. And now here we are uh, for good and definitely loving a lot more here in Brisbane. Fantastic. And so how did you get into the, how, how did you start the fashion platform? Um, you know, obviously I've got a surname that's related to fashion, but nothing to do with fashion. But I mean, and it's what I've seen, it's a fantastic initiative where yeah. up and coming multicultural uh, designers, I'm assuming, can be able to do, display their, their work. Yeah. 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 Um, so to, it kind of, are you familiar with Culture Kings? I've heard of the Culture street. Kings. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very, um, very, very well known, very famous, um, a popular um, streetwear um, store. Um, actually, when I was in Toowoomba, one of my goals was to open up something very similar to Culture Kings. One of my dreams, actually. And I remember I started designing clothes and things like that. I had one with had a leopard print. I was like, yeah, this is this is it. this is super sexy and everything. And then. But my, but, my, but my store was going to be better than Culture Kings because I wanted the walls to be a massive fish tank. And then I wanted the, um, I wanted the floor. So it's going to have um, different levels. And I wanted the floors to be see-through in glass. And then on the top of the building, I wanted to have a, um, a, like a, um, a pool where people can host events and things like that. <clears throat> and, then, so, and then, so this was probably about in 2004. 15, yeah, 2015, uh, when I was about 16 years old. That was just literally one of my goals. And then um, the passion for fashion has just always been there. And the uh, passion for creativity is just something that's just always, always been there. Um, even in high school as well, in the more creative kind of subjects, it's something that I did excel in, I did um, well in, um, in art and things like that. And then one of the ways for me to be able to, or that I really found that alignment with my passion was definitely within the fashion space. Um, and then I, I can't really remember what happened 100%, but then um, the desire for that dream, for that specific dream to open up a Culture King store, it kind of faded 
And then because, um, and the reason was because that I realized that, um, I realized that I, I wouldn't be able to impact people on a much bigger scale if I did just open up a store where people can come in and purchase things and so on. Um, so then, because what I, one of the biggest things that I really, um, that I value a lot is being able to provide opportunities for people in order for them to become more of who they are, to embrace themselves, to be able to release their potential and to, um, and to advance themselves. And one of the ways that I like to foster that is through um, leadership. Um, so taking initiative, you know, doing your own things, being able to know who you are so that you can deploy yourself from the world and start to really um, start to really function from your from, from the spirit of from the from your spiritual leadership um, area. So I said, so then I um, came to Brisbane and I said I wanted to create something for creative individuals. That's literally I want, that's what I wanted to do. And in 2018, when I graduated, uh, so 2017, when I graduated from high school, uh, one of my friends, um, very, very good friend um, named Ty, he hit me up, he messaged me, he said, hey, Peter, I'm going to be doing a photo shoot with this guy who models for Culture Kings. Um, and yeah, would you like to come? And I just graduated. I wasn't doing much um, with my life. I was just like, yeah, sure. That's not a problem. And then we met up one weekend. And then all my friends, they all came, I think it was about five, five of us. So they all came in streetwear. And then I came, I came dapper. I came in a suit. And then, <laughs> and then I looked like the manager. But keep in mind, we were like 16, 17 years old, uh, 17, 18 years old. And we're taking photos around Brisbane City. And when we got the photos back, we were like, whoa, this is, this is cool. We were just, we were just like buzzing with, with excitement. Our eyes were just like glittering and everything. Like, this is really, really cool. And I said, we need to do something of this. We need to, we need to name ourselves something. We, need to, we can't let this opportunity go. And then so we called ourselves um, Golden Boys. And then we went on Google, got some logo that was just um, the initials GMB, put on Instagram. Um, and then our Instagram account had about, because uh, we used an old account, had about 100 followers. And then, um, and then um, as, which was an old account of my friends. And then from there on, every single second weekend, we just kept taking photos and photos and photos. And I tell you what, um, it, from literally less, um, just over six months, our account grew to 6,000 followers just from wow. the photos which we were taking. Um, we, went, we went to Gold Coast. We went to different, um, uh, we did photos in Brisbane, um, in different parts of Gold Coast to the point where brands started reaching out to us and they wanted, to, they wanted us to model in their clothes. Um, and then for us, it was just very young. We were just like, this is really cool. We felt like we were doing something. Um, but the biggest part and the best part, I tell you, uh, Biagio, is that um, when this gentleman from the US came down to, America, um, to Australia and he wanted to launch his brand here in Australia and, um, and then he, um, here in Brisbane. And then because we were pretty much pretty, the biggest group in Brisbane um, in a streetwear kind of, um, kind of scene, because there was nobody that was really doing anything like us or was growing or getting as much attention as we were. Um, and then he wanted to use us. And then, so we did a three-day shoot in Gold Coast. We got a mansion, we got a Rolls Royce, um, and we got a yacht. And we did a three-day shoot. And the best part was that we paid for nothing. Wow. <laughs> that was literally my favorite part. We just paid for nothing. <laughs> and then, uh, we had, yeah, we did a three-day shoot. We did videos and everything. And then, um, and now at this point, we're at 8,000 followers now. This is 2000 and, uh, this is towards the end of 2018. We're, uh, we're at 8,000 followers, just about a, just getting very close to reaching 9,000 and 10,000. Um, and then in 2019, we, and then 
Yes, and there was a moment where we just all had a moment of peaking. We were like, you know what, we're really doing something, but but where are we really going? Like, we don't really know what we're doing. We just kind of stumble across the um, all these opportunities and things like that, that we've been able to get. Why don't we actually try to put a purpose behind this thing? Why don't we actually try to make it meaningful? Why don't we actually try to build something from this? And then early 2019, so it was about 10 of us now, 10 boys in total, including myself. Um, we, decided, uh, we decided to meet up and have a meeting um, and then just try to discuss some ideas and throw it around, see what we could do. Um, we did, and we decided we want to be able to create this. We wanted to build this into something for creative individuals. So we then decided to rebrand from Golden Boys to Prima, to, um, and then and then yes, so, so that we can build that 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 holy land, that that place for creative individuals to come and to be showcased. And so that's what we agreed on. But the thing was, um, Biagio, was that was that was that not everybody understood that it actually requires work for you to build something. Just simple as that. And I found myself doing a lot of the work and I found myself um, always taking the initiative or having to follow up on certain things. And then for and then um, I realized that, and it's just, everything was just heavy. everything was just leading to, everything was just becoming more something that, um, of the same thing over and over again. And I just decided that just to shut down the whole operation um, this is early 2019. Um, I just decided to shut it down completely. Um, yeah, and I just told everybody in the group just to go your own ways. We're very young. Let's go develop ourselves. And then maybe we can consider doing something again in the future. But yeah, for me, I realized that I was taking a very massive step in the wrong direction and with the wrong people as well. Um, you just didn't understand that you, actually, you, need, you need to put in work to, to get something, to build anything, you need to put in work. Um, so that happened. And then two years later in 2020, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Two years later in 2021, um, I decided to take, initi um, to take initiative again and to build something again, because I still had that, that desire. I still wanted to have that, 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 that longing, that want to be able to do something for people here um, in the Brisbane city. Because the thing is, um, is that Brisbane city itself, it's, it's not the place that you would consider as a fashion um, place at all. Um, it can be very mundane and lackluster. Um, and that's, this is something that a lot of the younger people actually feel about as well and, can, and, um, and relate to a, a lot. And there's always this um, feeling that the fashion shows or the fashion events, which I actually hosted here in Brisbane, it's not very much tailored to younger, to, to younger, um, to younger demographics. And it's not attractive. It's not appealing to them. Um, and these platforms are great, but it's just not appealing to these younger demographics. And many of these young um, aspiring creators really do move to, um, to Melbourne and to Sydney because that's where they believe that they have those opportunities. And they do exist, but I want, I want something here in Brisbane. You know, I want to give something, I want to give this access and these opportunities to people of Brisbane because, people because they deserve it. And funny enough, if you actually go to Melbourne or, um, or the Melbournians, Many of them are actually not from Melbourne originally. They're all from Brisbane and different parts of, of Australia. You know, so I just want to be able to keep it here in Brisbane. I want to be able to provide the opportunities here in Brisbane. And then, so I decided to take a completely different direction with Prima, still the same purpose, but just a different direction. And, and, and our purpose really is, it's just to be able to build platforms that showcases, so to build the needed platforms that showcases creative individuals in order to advance them, empower them, and take them closer to achieving their dream as creators. So that way they can be able to 
to have to have it to have to be able to grasp just real world success, be able to um, to actually have a real career within what they want to do, focusing on those younger demographics, and the multicultural fashion week which we did last year in November is just one of our products, is one of our event products, um, because we're looking more to build of a, a comprehensive platform that's able to offer different um, to be able to offer different opportunities and different services. Um, and different creative platforms for different creatives. So we're just trying to build the ultimate platform for creative individuals in Brisbane. Well, that's, I mean, that, that is a fantastic initiative. I mean, particularly for the, the young people coming up, um, you know, not everybody has the funds or the opportunity to, like in the old days, if anyone wanted to make it, they'd go to Europe or to the US mm -hmm. or wherever. So I guess the more opportunities and platforms like that, particularly in your home space, it's, in, it's invaluable to, to the youth. And I've seen uh, some of the individuals that were at the uh, last year's event. And that, I mean, that's fantastic. Unfortunately, I couldn't be there because <laughs> our, our friend COVID is still around. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's definitely something that, um, and I'll, I'll tell you what, have, looking from on the outside, it is a very slick, professional-looking platform, I have to say. Um, so congratulations on that, uh, Peter. Thank and you. with, um, so you now, where do you see, so when a young person, you give them this opportunity to, to join that platform, you obviously, mm. hopefully you have more events moving forward. Mm. Um, where, where does that uh, allow them to go from there? Does it open up opportunities say in other parts of the world are you you know do you see the online platform social media internet helping grow the platform you you've set up mm. yeah no, no, I, I love that question um <clears throat> it's, a, um, it's actually something that I, um which i've been thinking about as well um for me like the way that i've been i've been going about that or thinking about that is we just really have to ask ourselves is what is it that creatives want what what did it need um you know when you um and just when just when you are doing um uh customer research on your different customer segments and things like that um and what um uh, what we've come across um is within the creative space it's so it's so difficult to be able to make money you know um so i like to assume that every creator every creative is is broke that's what I like to assume because the creative industry, um, it's either you're really, really good at your job and you make big, um, but even when you are starting out, it's so difficult. So, so that's that's one of the needs or one of the wants. Um, being able to um, to be paid for their work, being able to be honoured, um, being able to be showcased, having opportunities where they can actually be able to display the work and showcase their work um, in front of in front in front of a multi, in front of, in front of multitudes. Of people is to give them those opportunities for them to actually be able to advance their branding, advance their the music or their art or the or the fashion design and so on, or whatever it may be. Um, and then that is obviously as well, then um, be able to give them opportunities to be able to develop a, a following for themselves as well, which obviously which you can be able to capitalize from um, um, uh, down the uh, down the lane. So those are the key things which we have identified. And then ask the question which we ask ourselves is how do, do we meet these needs or how do we meet these wants how do we how do we how do we create a product that does the job for these individuals um and even just here right in front of me right now i've been looking at uh, the business model canvas um i'm not too sure if you're familiar with it 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, but these are sort of the things which, are, which I'm doing, um, which we are doing and we are working on to try to be able to best you know, deliver for these people. So let's just take a look at the Multicultural Fashion Week um, uh, uh, platform just to, for me to be able to better artic- um, to best articulate and um, articulate what it, um, how we do go about that. So um, one of the ways which we've been able to identify how we actually can do these things for people is definitely through the events. Because we can, for creative, it's definitely um, through the events. Because um, with a multi, with a fashion show, or with um, with a fashion show, it has there are opportunities for musicians, um, dancers, um, and artists to be able to display the work on the fashion show. And then obviously as well, people want people these days. We live in a world where everybody want to take a photo of anything that moves or anything that doesn't move. Honestly, so then we have opportunities for photographers and videographers to be able to also. Um, come and take and do the, and take photos and so on and so on, and there's opportunities for fashion designers to be able to showcase their work as well on the runway, and there's opportunities for graphic designers which we may work with, um, and um, uh, uh, for event planners as well, uh, and then for event designers as well to be able to create the whole design. So that's what that's the opportunities which we are giving, and then um, and then our goal to be able to build a platform that is recognizable. That's respected, that's well known, and um, and that actually is making an impact within the industry. And then, because if obviously if we are at that level, and then these young aspiring creatives are working or are involved with us in some form of a way, it does contribute to their to their journey. It does advance them. And with the Multicultural Fashion Week, um, the goal is actually to make it on a global scale here in Brisbane. And what I mean by that is that. Um, Australia is very rich within its diversity, which is one of the most beautiful things about Australia. Um, but if you actually do look at the fashion industry, it's very, it's not, it's not that big. And um, especially when you compare it to what's over in, um, in the States or Paris or anything, um, sorry, or yeah, or Paris or London or anything like that, it's not that big at all. It's very difficult to actually be able to make money as well within that industry, unless you know what you're doing. Um, so our goal is to be able to have designers from different, from different parts of, of the world to come and get them here to showcase their work here, to be able to have different um, artists as well around the world and things like that, to be able just to build a brand just to that level where it is something that can be recognizable um, and something that is reputable because just for these young creatives here in Brisbane, so that when they actually are coming through a platform, they actually do feel that this is it, you know, that I've made it or that um, this, is definitely the, this is definitely a massive step in actually making it. Because platform, because Prima is a real platform which provides real opportunities, and one of our saying is that Prima is for the dreamers, and so we just want to be able to help people just achieve their um, their dreams, really. Well, there's nothing wrong with dreaming, Peter. That's where everything no, happens. Like there's a yes. saying that everything we have, everything around us, it all started with someone's dream or imagination. Mm. Like you look at the phone, the TV, the car. Someone thought about that before it happened. So I'm a big believer of dreaming. I love dreaming. Um, so, but I can, I mean, not because you're on the call and, uh, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, but I definitely can see your platform on the catwalks of Milan one day for sure. <laughs> so uh, hopefully you can invite me over so I can sit down on the side and have a look. Um, but oh, also, uh, Peter, you also do some fantastic work with one in four children um, supporting the, uh, youth and charity, African youth and charity groups. Tell us a yeah. bit about what you're doing there, what the group's doing. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I, I was with them actually. Um, it was actually this last year, uh, mid last year, which um, I resigned and I withdrew from my position. Um, so I was working as as the secretary. That's what my official position was, and it was um, to, going to be transitioned um, to actually to um, president. Um, but um, unfortunately, um, but I didn't get to that stage because I did leave just before that. Um, but one in four children is that is actually an organization, a very, very humble man started. Um, his name is Stephen Kamal. Um, very, very amazing individual. Um, he's had such a, a very inspiring, uh, all inspiring and very stunning um, um, story. He from South Sudan um, in a town, in a place called Nuba, um, the, the Nuba Mountains, which is between um, South Sudan and North Sudan. And the problem is that um, there is very, 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 very rich within its resources, such as oil and things like that. So what actually happens is that South Sudan and North Sudan, they fight over it because it's in the middle. And where there's actually aerial bombings and things. And then um, what actually happens is that um, um, is the schools that are actually established there, um, they get bombed purposely. And these are young kids who are studying and things like that. Very, very, very young kids. And every single day when there's a plane going over, they all have to leave the classrooms and go hide in the rocks and things like that because there's actual aerial bombing. And the government is deliberately doing this to ensure that these kids don't have education intentionally, which is just, which is just, just very, very, very sad. Yeah. And for Stephen, that's, that's his home country. That's where he came from. And he left um, South Sudan when the, when the war did happen. Um, so he had a flea and he hasn't seen his parents for over 20 years with, um, and then he read a book one day, which is kind of went really, which is told a story of another, uh, of another individual actually from his place um, and uh, from, from his home country. We just talked about the struggles and the difficulties and their upbringing and just trying to get education. And that's actually what is that inspired him to want to start the organization, which is one in four children, because in the world is one in four children who don't have access to education um, and who are illiterate, um, hence the name. So um, so I came on board um, after we met at a TEDx event um, that he's, he spoke at and shared his amazing story. And then he reached out to me and said, yo, Peter, I'm planning on doing something like, um, like this. And I'm wondering um, if you'd be interested. At first, I wasn't because I know that whatever it is you decide to, whatever it is you decide to do, you could, whatever it is you decide to do, you have to commit to that outcome of that decision. And my, in my little experience, um, I guess, with, um, with my own endeavors and things like that in the business, I know that it's a lot of work. So I just knew, I just, at that time, I just understood, I just understood that um, I just wasn't too sure that I wanted to commit to something at that point. Um, but then he kept persisting and then I gave in and then, um, and then, yeah, literally. And then from there on, we just started working on it. Um, and then uh, the biggest campaign, which is still going on at the moment, is to send one million books to South to Africa. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just started from him going around, getting um, going, walking around with a suitcase, and um, and then getting getting books which people are donating to getting a forty foot container with more than thirty thousand books in it. And then we were and we were able to ship that to um, to South Sudan to his home um, to his home country. And um, we were also able to ship some books as well to Papua New Guinea. Um, actually, we shipped two containers so far to Papua New, um, Papua New Guinea. Um, and then now we've, we also went to schools 
um, just to get some support as well. And some of the schools here in Brisbane have just been very, very, very amazing um, and just very, very generous as well, which has been truly a blessing. Um, and now they, um, one of the projects as well, which they were working on before I did leave was to open up a cafe um, so that um, in one of the universities here in Brisbane, um, Queensland, Queensland, sorry, QUT, Queensland University of Technology, um, and then they wanted to open up a, um, a cafe there as well. Just be able to get some funding so you can be able to, some money is be, be able to fund all of these projects. But it's something that yeah, is just very, very beautiful. And um, it's something I would definitely be getting back to um, in the future. And I really, really can't look forward to it at all. Um, in my time there, it's just been very transformative and I just learned so much. We were able to host a black tie gala dinner um, last year in, Ju in July. Um, we were able to raise um, funds, amazing funds as well. The support was just very amazing from the community and the, um, and the organizations which we worked with, which was just, yeah, it was really, really good. Sounds like a fantastic initiative and congratulations to everyone. I mean, reading is so important for kids, especially in that situation. So, uh, Peter, before we finish up, if um, anyone wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way? Who, you know, would you suggest get in touch with you? Because obviously my, our audience is not only in Australia, it's around mm. 35 countries. So um, I'm sure there's other people who want to sort of maybe pick your brain, share your ideas. What is mm. the best way to get in touch or anyone wants to support you? Maybe there's yeah. some billionaires out there. Who knows? <laughs> who can help you out? Hopefully they listen to my podcast. You never know. But um, so, yeah, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, yes. The best way would be through Instagram. Um, so my name on Instagram is Mr. Sambia. So just Mr. and then Sambia. Um, also email as well is um, works very, very well uh, for me. So um, which is Peter at petersambia.com. Um, yeah, those are the best, best two ways to be able to get in touch with me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can get, uh, you can reach out um, for modeling inquiries. Um, I don't mind standing, I don't mind being in front of a camera or just have a, just have a chat. Um, and yeah, and yeah, those are the sort of things which I'd love to do. Yeah. And you've got Prima as well, haven't you, as the Instagram yes. account as well? Yes. Um, we do have a Prima Instagram account. So Prima is spelled P. R A E M A, and then uh, and then just underscore, and then you be able should be able to find that one on Instagram. Fantastic! All right, Peter, thanks again for um, joining us. Really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we can chat again soon, and hopefully we can meet in person uh, when our COVID friend goes away, and we yes. uh, do something together again. It's thank definitely. you for what you thank you for joining us. Congratulations on everything you're doing, and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Thanks, Peter. Talk soon. Cheers.